0: Glad you've joined us today. Settle in. Get on the edge of your seat. Sit back. Whatever you want to do. I like what Jared said. Get that weighted blanket that'll that'll help you stay awake while i'm while i'm teaching uh, i also want to encourage you to give today if you call the hills your home make sure that you're going to the hills there's a giving tab there and make sure that you're giving because even though we're not in person uh we still want to be giving together as a as a church another thing i'd invite you to do is i'd, I'd encourage you to do is invite someone to watch this with you it's not too late send them a text. Say, hey, tune in. Uh, pastor john's about to speak and the worship was much better than his preaching but you can catch that or maybe later on maybe later on you want to send them a link to this i invite you to to share this with some folks we've got an exciting thing coming up for those of you that are going to be getting married before the end of the summer some of you've been asking us what about pre pre pre-marriage counseling and that kind of stuff we are doing our very first Pre-marriage intensive. This is sponsored by the Hills Groups, and uh, it's going to be so much fun. March the thirteenth, from nine a.m. to about three or three thirty. We're going to just give you everything that we that we have, everything that we know about marriage, and and we're going to help you. So if you're planning on getting married in the near future, make sure that you sign up. Info at thehillsnashville.com. This is free for everyone that's a member of the Hills. March 13th. Hey, are y'all ready for the word, guys? Oh, that was depressing. Just depressing. Are you guys ready for the word today? Come on. I hope, I hope those of you at home are louder than the guys in the lobby. I'm joking. They're working. They're busy. And I, I'm messing with them. You know, um, we've been scattered for the past year. We really have. I, I thought about it, That it's been a year since this all started when we had to leave the Knoll Center and we started being online only. Uh, and then it, we started in July, meeting out here in the parking lot. But it's still, even though we were able to come together, it's really still felt scattered. And I, I feel like it's time for us to come together. And we're going to be doing that this next Sunday. We're going to be opening up this venue, our phase one. We're going to be coming in here. We're going to be drinking Hills Blend coffee. We're going to be worshiping together. We're going to be singing together. It's going to be such a great time. 9 a.m. and then 11 a.m. will be Hill Kids and, and worship as well going on. And then I want you to join us 6 p.m., that night, we're going to have a big worship night. And I'm thinking we may do something before that. Stay tuned. You need to be following the hills on our social media. I've got a feeling in my, in my, in my belly that we may be, be doing something a little earlier than even Sunday. So I'm going to talk to the team, but I think we may gather here for a, a time of prayer and worship even before Sunday. What I love about this is once we get in this building, no more listen to the weatherman if we can have church or not, right? No, no more. It's going to be we're coming in no matter what's happening, and we're going to be having church. And if someone tells me that they didn't come to church because of the weather, mm-mm, that's not an excuse anymore. We've been out there since July. Can I hear an amen? Thank you. One person. That was great. God has blessed us with this venue, and we're going to do so much in this place. It's it's going to be a place where abundant life happens. Monday through Friday, there's going to be things going on here, and Saturdays and Sundays and I'm so excited, and God's plan has been to give us a building, and we've heard that from the very beginning, that God was going to give us the venue, and I'm excited about it, but can I say that God's plan will not be completed if we only gather on Sundays? God's plan just will not be completed. For God's plan to really be completed, we're going to have to gather together, not just on Sunday, but throughout the week. And that's why God has not just given us a venue. God has given us Hills groups. I want to talk about groups today for a little while. And I'm going to spend an entire message teaching on the power of groups and why we believe that you need to be in a group. We encourage you to attend on Sundays. We encourage you to be on a team of a group. Are y'all losing me? Are we still here? All right, good. I heard something cut out. Make sure if, if I need to change microphones, you guys will let me know. Being fully connected at the hills. If you want to say the hills is my home, this is my church, then you need to be a part of a group. That's just all it is to it. And we want you to be a part of a group, not because we just need you in groups, because we believe that abundant life happens in the power of community. And there's no better way to find community than to be in a group. Let's look to Acts chapter 2. I want to talk about how the first church did things. Acts chapter 2 and 42. Reading from the NIV, it should be on your screens as well. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts and they broke bread in their homes. One chapter says they would be They would go from house to house. They they spent time together. And so this is the plan that we feel like God has given us as a church for us to move into abundant life. The temple courts, that would be weekend attendance. Engaged, serving, worshiping, being filled with the word of God, experiencing the presence of God on our Sunday morning services at 9 and 11 next week. But also from house to house a house this would be facilitated through hills groups you know god created us to live in community god created you and i to live in community and it's only when we're living in community that we can experience the abundant life that god intends for us let me say that again only when we're living in community can we experience the abundant life that god intends for us I want to share with you seven things that groups produce and provide. Come on. you all still with me today? How about y'all at home? You with me? Come on. Lean in. Seven things that groups produce and provide. Number one, groups produce relationships. Groups produce relationships. We want each person to attend our weekend gatherings but I believe the reason for weekend gatherings is so we can find groups. And I believe that groups are there so that you and I can find those two to three relationships. That's the power of relationships. There's some things that we can do when we meet with hundreds and thousands of people. There's some things you can do. We, we magnify the Lord together and it's powerful and it's amazing. There's some things we can do when we meet with 12 people or or, 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 or 15 people. But there's something powerful that happens when you meet with two or three folks. That, that you come together and you are able to open up. And so here's the way I see it. I come to church on Sunday so that I can find my group of 12. But I find my group of 12 so that I can find my two or three. Those folks that I know that I can go to. Lasting change happens in the context of intimate relationships. And groups help provide those relationships. I look around our church all the time, and I see people that are so very close. They are tight, and it's because they met each other in a group. They spent time together, and now they have these life-lasting relationships because of that. Number two, groups provide protection. Groups provide protection. Look at Ecclesiastes 4, verse 9. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other one can reach out and help, but someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm, but how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple-braided cord is not easily broken. I used to... My dad... Used to read Louis Lamour. I don't know if you ever heard. Louis was a, was a Western writer and uh, we read all, dad read all the books and I, I read all the books and there's something that they would say in those books. I'm looking for someone that I can ride the river with. I'm looking for somebody that's with me, that's, that's tight. And, that, and they would say, ride it, ride the river with. I think some of the young ones say the ride or die, right? Kids, y'all say that ride or die? My day one, something like that. I don't know. I'm showing my age now. But what you're looking for is that those people that you know are going to be there for you. There's a great story in the Bible about Jonathan and his armor bearer. Jonathan uh, attacked a hill where the enemy was. And he looked to his armor bearer, and and they were outnumbered. And he looked to him, and he said, we're going to do this. And he said, I'm with you. I'm all the way with you. And they went together. And And if you really study that, that scripture, the armor bearer would attach himself to the back of Jonathan. And Jonathan would charge up that hill with the armor bearer taking care of his back. And the two of them together took over this entire garrison. And because of that, it changed the battle that day. There's something powerful when you have those people that you know they've got your back. Who is it that's in your life that has your back? Who is that person that you know you can call and a moment's notice, they're gonna be there for you. If you don't have that, I wanna encourage you to put that on your bucket list to get those people. I have them in my life. I have those three or four uh, folks that I know that I can call and they may be in Texas, but they would be on a plane here just as fast as they could. Find those people in your life. And I found that the greatest way to find those folks are to find them in the pi- in, in, in a in a The context of community and groups are the best way to do that number three groups provide direction not just protection they provide direction Proverbs 15 22 without counsel plans go awry but in the multitude of counselors they are established are you looking for direction I have found some sometimes the best way that I found direction is through the multitude of counsel Those folks that I know that I can talk to and they give me direction because here's what you're going to find in a group. There's someone that's there that has walked where you are now. They've been through it. They've walked through it and they're able to share with you what they learn. Someone is walking where you are right now. Did you know that? Someone is what right now, you're walking through the same thing. I'll say this too. You have walked before where someone else is. Not only do you find direction in a group, but you can provide direction. It is crazy the direction that I have found just by gathering with folks. Kristen tells me all the time that one of her favorite things about me, besides the good looks, you know, and the flat stomach and abs, besides those things, one of her favorite things about me is that I always seek counsel. That I'm always calling, uh, I'll reach out to our overseers, to our board, to one of our, our advisory councils. I reach out to, to our team, and I'm always looking for that. I would encourage you to do that. Don't make decisions by yourself, especially if it's a life-changing big decision. Find direction in the power of community. Amen? Do You say cheers. <laughs> It did. It's just water, folks, I promise. Uh, next, groups provide motivation. Groups provide motivation. Do you need to be motivated? Do you need to be encouraged? you need to be strengthened? Groups do that. Hebrews 10 and 24. Look at this. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. My buddy, one of those guys that's my ride or die is Pastor Mac Richard. And he pastors in Austin, Texas. And he took this scripture and he started an organization called Spur Leadership, which I, you need to check it out. It's, it's amazing. And, and I just love the scripture. You know, one translation says, well, let us encourage, but I love that word spur. does that give you a good, good feeling? Especially, got, a, got uh, Kyle here from Texas, man. Yeah, that, yeah. You got your spurs on. You really do. My man has spurs on. Ain't God good? (laughs) Not giving up, meeting together, it says, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Groups provide motivation. Encouraging one another. You know what that word encourage means? To give your courage to someone else. That's what groups do. There is someone that is in that group that needs your courage. Maybe you need that today. Maybe you need some courage in your life. There's some things that you're walking through. I want to encourage you to sign up for a group. Get in the middle of it. You may be a little nervous. Maybe you're new to the hills. This is one of the best ways for you to get connected. But you're going to find you're going to be in that group, and they're going to encourage you. Folks, here's what I found, that the folks that are in groups are the most consistent in giving and serving. That's what I found. They may not be the biggest giver, but they're the most consistent. You know why? Because we encourage one another by our testimonies. They, they're in a group, and they hear someone talking about, man, I, I started tithing. I started giving, and, man, God blessed. Or I started serving, and, and this happened. I, I, I made a commitment to be at church on Sundays. And, and you start hearing this, and we begin to encourage one another. And I love what Hebrews says. Don't stop doing this keep make a commitment to meet together as you see the day approaching. You know the other aspect of, aspect of spurs, they of course they look good, they jingle, you know? They motivate you, but you know what another what a spur does as well? Groups provide accountability. Spurs don't always feel good, do they? Sometimes encouragement means accountability as well. Proverbs 11 and 14. Where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Who are you accountable to? Who is that person that that really, really, really understands you and that can call you out if they need to? I always say for those that are married, I believe that your goal should be that your companion should be your accountability partner. I know for some of you that's hard. Because of maybe some lack of trust. But I would encourage you to work toward that. Kristen is my accountability partner. And I am hers. We know each other intimately. And I know I can see the signs. And I walk, I'll walk, i go to her and say, baby, let's talk. How are you doing? Same thing with me. We know one another's weaknesses. Maybe it's not your spouse. But you need to find that person. And I believe one of the best ways to find those folks is in groups. You need someone that knows you. Listen to me. Look at me. You need someone that knows you and someone that knows you. You need someone in your life that will tell you no. You know why uh, a a lot of high-profile folks will mess up and fall? Because all they're surrounded by is yes people. Everybody in their life is telling them yes. What can I do for you? How can I help you? You need some people in your life that will look you in the eye and say, you are an idiot. Don't do that. Stop doing that. And if you don't have that person in your life, I want to encourage you to find that person that knows you so well that they can pick up on your tendencies, they can see when you're being weak, they can see when, okay, something's different here, and they can approach you and hold you accountable. Now, I know that doesn't feel good, but that's a good word for somebody. We all need accountability in our life, and I believe one of the best ways to do that is to be in a group. Next, groups produce growth. Growth. Aren't you glad you're part of a growing church? No? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's too late. No, nah, too late. No, nah, too late. Now you're just patronizing. All right. Really, aren't you glad you're part of a growing church that even in this pandemic, we've seen growth. We've God has added people to our church. And some folks that have never even been here in person, they've joined us online. Uh, and I'm just so glad that, that God has done that. A growing church, watch this, what the Bible says in Acts 2.47, back to our text. Remember it says they met in the temple courts, weekend attendance, but they also met in houses and they broke bread. And look what the scripture says at the very end of that, Acts 2.47, praising God, enjoying the favor of all the people, and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Attending weekend gatherings and, and being a part of a Hills group, this is God's design for church growth. And something we say a lot around here is as the Hills grows larger, we want it to also grow smaller. As God be, begins to add to our numbers and, and we fill this building up, we should also be growing smaller as groups and in those intimate relationships. And then groups are supposed to grow. That's what's supposed to happen. Your group that you're a part of is supposed to grow and then it gets a little too big and then you multiply and that produces more small groups. And then those groups are producing leaders and those leaders are then leading other small. See, God is so smart. See how he just worked it all out. Remember, we're following, we're following this, this, the direction of the very first church and how they did it. God knows what he's doing. Finally, groups. Produce divine intervention. Let me say that again. Groups produce divine intervention. Matthew 18 and 20. For where two or three gather together as my followers, I am there among them. Groups produce divine intervention. Do you need divine intervention in your life? Do you need Jesus to show up? Here's what I found. When we show up, he shows up look at this me and you and you and boom there's god that's all it takes is two or three gathering together and saying god we are here for your purposes we are here to grow your kingdom and as soon as you establish that fact god shows up i found that he's done it for me on the golf course playing golf and suddenly there's a god conversation that happens And there he is. You can feel his presence. It's happened in a coffee shop. Maybe it's happening right there in your home today. It happens when we gather together. And here's what I found. If it's me and you and you and God, that's all the majority that I need. That takes care of everything. When the king of kings and the Lord of lords steps into the situation, everything changes. That is the power of groups. I hope you receive this word today. And I hope you do more than, more than receive it. I hope that you will get into a group. Info at thehillsnashville.com. You can just say, Hey, I want to be a part of our group. Or you can go to thehillsnashville.com backslash groups and you can, when, when is it live, Jared? When will it be live? Oh, Wednesday? Wednesday it's live. Don't tell anybody else. Next week, we're going to be doing a big push for it in our first uh, gathering here together. But those of you that are watching right now, Wednesday, it's live. Is there a menu? Can they go check that out right now? Go to the groups and look at the menu of the different groups that are there. And you can start praying about the one that you're supposed to be a part of. This is important to us. This is why I devoted an entire message to it. Because God wants wants to see the hills be everything that he created it to be. And it can't just happen with weekend attendance. I want to encourage you to be in a group. Let me pray for you. Would you just bow your head right now? Lord, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for uh, this team. And I thank you, Lord, for everyone that has made a commitment to join us online today. And I pray, God, that in this season where we're all scattered and discombobulated, and I pray, God, that we would find that community through the power of groups, Lord, that we would get connected, that, Lord, we would learn to pray for one another, learn to lean in with one another. I pray, God, that those that today are battling loneliness, and that's been such a big deal during this, this season, they're battling loneliness. God, I pray that they would see that you have provided uh, uh, you've, uh, a space for them, a place for them to get connected, to be encouraged, To have accountability And God for miracles to happen I thank you Jesus Forgive us God when we try to do things On our own Help us God to be committed To your house and and to your people As well If you've never asked the Lord To be your Lord I want to encourage you to do so today Right here right now Online isn't that cool The technology that we have how, how do I do it? The Bible tells us, that for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's what it takes. You to believe, and then everything that we talk about, you see it on the screens behind me, loving, giving, living. That all comes from John three sixteen. We believe that this is, this is the path that God has for us to move into abundant life. God gave his life. He loved you so much that he gave his life so that you could live with him eternally. And not just eternally, abundantly, beginning right now. So if you want to pray that prayer today, I want you just to repeat after me. Maybe you're going to want to, you want to recommit your life to Jesus today. Those of you in the lobby, those of you at home, let's just pray this prayer together. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for today. Thank you for the salvation that you've provided for me. I pray, Lord, that you would forgive me when I am selfish. Forgive me of my pride. Today, I confess that you are mine. You alone, only you. I'm coming after you, Jesus. Forgive me of my sins. Cover me with your grace. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I want to live with you forever, beginning right now. In Jesus' name. Come on, would you just say amen? We celebrate with you today. If you prayed that prayer, we celebrate you today. I want you to send us an email, info at in Let us know that you prayed that prayer either for the first time or you recommitted your life to Jesus. We're going to be reaching out to you. We're going to be praying for you this week.